So I am new to the world of podcasting. And my first thought when I had the idea of having a podcast was, oh, I don't know. There's, It's probably so convoluted and there's so many other people who have the same idea that I do. What makes me stand out? Why am I important? And then I realized, oh, duh, that <laughs> this is why I want to start a podcast. Ta-da! The point of my podcast. Yeah. All right. So this is episode one, possibly a tester, but you know, she's she's figuring things out. She's she's testing it. And I hope if anybody else is doing the same thing, you know, just play around with it. Have fun. Just start. All right. Okay. I downplay my own value and I over-exaggerate the value of other people. Like, honestly, if there was another person out there who was doing the exact same podcast as me, but, you know, they were really confident in their value, I would be like, oh, yeah, they should totally have a podcast, even though other people have the similar ideas. So why not think the same about me? Okay, so the word empath has been thrown around a lot. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody that they aren't an empath. I'm sure there are different degrees. Everything's a spectrum now, whatever. I've even read that there are types of empaths that are more emotionally based, more physical empaths, and then straight up just like intuitive empaths. But for me, I'm just going to generally talk about how I identify as an empath and how I could looking back, see the signs of me being an empath growing up and the struggles I went through because of it. All right. So taking the definition from the ever-trusted WebMD, um, an empath is an individual who feels more empathy than an average human. They're exceptionally sensitive to emotions and have and the frame of mind of nearby individuals. Empathy is a natural state that an that enables a person to build an emotional connection through cognition with other individuals. Doesn't that mean just like emotional intelligence? Well, let me tell you, I understand this at a deep effing level. Okay, let me take you back to my childhood, all right? Now, I was also born this like artistic, like super creative, um, sensitive child. And at an early age, this could just be some sort of creative talent, but I I also, like, it's like I took on the emotions of other people easily, and I could do impressions easily. Like, I remember my family and people around me saying I had this uncanny ability to, like, do impressions of actors, of characters, of my friends, uh, of my friends and family. I also had this ability, now again, this could just be creative, but... I took piano lessons when I was like five and I wouldn't practice that much, but then I would take to it really fast or I would do really well with learning piano by ear. So yeah, all that to say, maybe I was just a creative kid. However, a lot of that creativity, I want to say, was based in being really sensitive to emotions, just being able to prioritize feeling rather than learning, if that makes sense. And throughout my childhood, I mean, I grew up Asian American. I 
you know, <laughs> was growing up with, with the classic like immigrant parents who I loved, who worked hard for me and everything, but who also did not have emotional availability for themselves and also wouldn't have that capacity for their children. I love my parents. They did the best they could and they still do and they're amazing. But, you know, that lack of emotional availability does affect people and does unfortunately create trauma. And in me, it created a lot of frustration because I had so many feelings growing up, but I didn't think anyone cared. I now reflect on it and see like, yeah, maybe they didn't care, but it was mostly because they didn't want to feel it. And as a kid, I didn't know how to turn off my feelings. So whenever I would cry and my parents would shut me down, I would cry harder. I took that on as trauma really early on. Again, I know a lot of kids would, but to me, it it immediately felt like heartbreak over and over again. And so like many Asian American or other parents of that generation and older, I experienced a lot of emotional abandonment and emotional dismissal, which later became just the basis of a lot of my traumas and my inability to really connect with who I was and my creative ability as I became an adult. Okay, so fast forward to being a teenager. Okay, all, all the way up until ninth grade, I was still this super ball of energy, but would kind of like like be a little bit of a brat about my feelings in that like if someone didn't listen to me, I thought it was wrong. I mean, yeah, it kind of is, but I didn't know how to react other than like a brat. And something happened when I entered high school. It was like I was mature enough to know that I couldn't just like be out there with my feelings. And because of that, I sort of diluted them. And then eventually I just became depressed. And something else happened where even though I played piano up until ninth grade, I didn't want to play anymore. It made me sad. It made me feel like I couldn't connect to it anymore. I always, I grew up singing. I was always told I had a natural, beautiful singing voice, but I was disconnected to that as well. I remember sitting in class and feeling really uncomfortable while being so close to everybody else. And this is what was really weird. So I'd sit next to people and this might be intuitive um, or intuition, but it's also just very highly sensitive, very empathic. I would like know when they were about to move or I'd be so hyper aware of when they were fidgeting and stuff. And it would be like, this is going to sound weird, but it would be like their feelings, their energy just like bounced off and I absorbed it. And it would happen with a lot of the people that I was sitting around. And I'd be like, like, why am I so so heightened and so hyper aware of the people I'm around? I remember going to a therapist and talking about this and them telling me, no, you just have social anxiety or like maybe you have ADHD or like you're just very, very anxious. Well, I mean, 
as a result of dealing with all of this, that it's all very true and I develop social anxiety, I don't think that's where it started. And as I got older, I just, I figured out how to dissociate from my feelings more. And I ended up just living in my head, but still keeping the creative part of me preserved in my mind by way of, I guess you could say dissociation, maladaptive daydreaming. Like I would turn on music and dream up like choreo, full on choreo to, to like to music and make up music videos and scenes in my head. I mean, um, now I'm in entertainment and I actually want to create TV shows and, you know, write music. So that all makes sense. But it really was so escapist. And it was my way of preserving my creative world in my mind without actually living it out in real time. And I became more and more dissociated more and more ungrounded. Like I would have friendships that I wasn't happy with in, in high school. It got a little bit better in college, but I went super like, like I cut off my creative abilities. And even though I love like organizing events and being creative in that way or being athletic I wasn't satisfied with the things I chose. So I ended up joining the track and cross country teams in high school. I ended up doing distance running. I did do some creative stuff. So that's, I majored in journalism in college, but I always knew that there was a part of me that I wasn't allowing to let out. And now that I look back on it, I think it's because I cut off my feelings for so long and it was hard for me to access that again. I mean, and you can imagine how my romantic relationships went. So I'll definitely dive into this a lot on this podcast, but most of my romantic relationships were me being with a person who was toxic. I mean, I was toxic too, had codependent patterns. I mean, some of them were narcissists, some of them weren't, but At the end of the day, the dynamic would be I would end up being their therapist. They would tell me that I would be the only person that they've ever been able to talk to about their feelings, and I wouldn't get that same attention or support back. (laughs) That's also been my dynamic with my sister and my parents. So right now, I will reveal my age. I am 33. And I am just now breaking out of this cycle. I mean, I've spent a couple years during the pandemic kind of going through what I call it, what I consider my dark night of the soul and realizing that I have so many blocks to my emotional expression. And I had fallen into so much depression over being unable to express myself or unable to have a safe space or support system of people to express myself. And a lot of that was because I built up blocks. I decided other people, all people were going to be egotistical and they didn't, and they wouldn't want to listen to me and they wouldn't care about me. And looking back, I mean, even though I didn't dive as deeply into all my creative endeavors, they're all still there. I still sing and I find it again and I love it. 
and I'm starting to open up to writing, recording myself, singing for TikTok or something. And I might actually go sing in an open mic night soon. I have been talking about screenwriting forever and I've written some screenplays here and there, but I didn't do it consistently. And now I'm finally creating like a regular writing schedule for me. I had such an issue with acting before. I'd wanted to go into acting, but because I wasn't really present with myself and my feelings, it was really difficult for me to do it. But now all of a sudden, I'm opening up again. And then obviously, I mean, I'm starting a podcast. Maybe I do other things on my TikTok. Like all this creative stuff is still there for me. And I don't want to say I was always meant to have this weird trauma and cut it off and learn so that I can turn around and be open and help other people. I mean, it's good that it ended up this way, but I'm just, I don't want to think we're meant to go through so much pain intentionally. I think because of where I'm at, my generational line, and where a lot of us are at in our generation in, in our generation right now, we're the ones to break out of the old cycle of thinking. We're all collectively breaking out of emotional dissociation. We're all starting to feel our feelings again. And I do mourn the time that I had just being depressed and not feeling my feelings. I am very sad that I didn't have the friendships, the support systems, the relationships, the creative expression that I wish I could have been free to have when I was younger. And I think about how I'm in my 30s now and I've and I felt like I wasted a lot of time being sad. But I'm going to turn that around and think well I spend a lot of my time being truthful to my feelings as well for other people. I supported other people. And that wasn't so much a waste of time. Yeah, maybe I could have given more to myself, but I don't want to harp on it too much. I give that to me now. And yeah, I'm 33. It doesn't mean my life is over. My life is just beginning. I still feel young, too. I mean, I'm also Asian, so I knock on wood, don't really raisin. Or I haven't yet. But yeah, this podcast will be about me finally allowing myself to feel and allowing my feelings to be important again. I'm tired of being the support system. I'm I'm tired of living my dreams only in my head. I'm finally breaking out and feeling my feelings. Bitch, you know, I named that podcast before re- I I named this podcast before really understanding how poignant the name was, you know, like initially I wanted to do in my feelings, but so many other people had the name in my feelings. And then I decided to rewrite it as feeling my feelings, which is actually what makes it so much more on brand for what I'm trying to do here, because it's, I'm finally feeling 
my feelings and claiming them and owning them. And I am, <laughs> I'm literally trying to write a screenplay based on my life at where I'm the main character of the story and I'm struggling to be that main character, but, uh, it's all beautiful and it all makes sense. So yeah, I think this will be fun. So welcome to my podcast, everybody. And I invite you all to allow yourself to feel your feelings. It's tough. Be gentle with yourself. All right. Peace and love. See you next time.